Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Dave and Jacqueline bring you up close and personal to the innovators, contributors, and creative minds in and around technology today. Visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com. There you will find a full list of our broadcasts from all across the technology spectrum, our social media handles, and related content. So sit back with Dave and Jacqueline as they serve up Technology Expresso, fast, hot, and intense. And hello, good afternoon, Technology Expresso listeners. This is Jacqueline Sanders Blackman, um, and welcome to today's edition. This is our how-to series, and our guest on our how-to series is none other than the pink mogul, Felicia Phillips. Hello, Felicia. Hi, Jacqueline. Happy Monday. (laughs) Happy Monday to you. (laughs) Um, Well, I am so excited to continue our conversation, and for those who are joining in, you might see that we're going through a 12-step series about how to go from employee to entrepreneur, so how to step outside and to step out on your own, and and we want to help you with that transition, help you ask the right questions, help you to prepare as much as possible for what it is to be an entrepreneur. So if you, this is again, this is a part. This is our third in the series, and we've already gone over uh, four of our topics. We're starting our fifth topic in this series. So go to our archives at technologyexpresso.com. Our first series we talked about do you, you know, being honest with yourself. Do you have the energy and the stamina? It's a lot of hard work, late hours. Uh, you know, Felicia and I can attest to that. You know, you are every aspect of the business. So go ahead and listen to that, that first one and ask yourself and do a true self-assessment. Then on to the second topic, which was monetizing. What does it take to monetize? Taking something that maybe is your hobby or your passion or that friends tell you that you're one of a kind at, and how do you monetize it? How do you make a living off of it? So from that conversation, today we're moving to about networking, reaching the right people to help you to, first of all, on two parts, to build your tribe and also finding your target audience. So, And Felicia, we've got the perfect person to talk about that because talking about connecting the dots and building a network, Felicia Phillips, founder of the Pink Tech and Pink Entrepreneur um, Suite, as well as the the Pink Institute. Let me give you a little bit of background. I don't. I always talk about the Pink Mogul, Felicia. You you walk in stores, people call you out. There's the Pink Mogul. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she knows who I'm talking about too. Um, but but you know, and that 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 in itself speaks to having a brand, a recognizable brand. But let me share with our audience because we've got a nationwide audience, and if you haven't had the chance to uh, meet the Pink Mogul. You know, mark your calendars for September 30th for the big Pink Tech Summit that's going to be in Atlanta, and you can meet the person that you're gonna you've been hearing on this series. But let me tell you a little bit about her. 
For more than 20 years, Felicia Phillips has been a catalyst in developing platforms that empower and educate entrepreneurs and professionals to come together to create economic opportunities. As the founder of a global initiative, the Pink Power Institute, centered around economic empowerment for women, Felicia has dedicated her work to creating leaders who understand the importance of collaborative thinking, the importance of decreasing the gender gap in technology, and providing the necessary resources for women in business. Her heart-centered mission is to open doors that will create more opportunities for women in technology, leadership positions in corporations, and in their own businesses. As an influential speaker and business coach, Felicia has had the pleasure of working with the Environmental Protection Agency, the FDIC, Women Empowerment Opportunity Project, International Women's Think Tank, Georgia State University, Andrew Young School of Policy, Green for All, the Urban League of Greater Atlanta's Entrepreneurial Center, Fulton County Economic Development, and other organizations. She has been recognized for many organizations, by many organizations for her leadership to include receiving the 2011 Phoenix Award by Mayor Kasim Reed for exemplary commitment to sustainability in the city of Atlanta. So this is just, this is just a, a taste. And, and Felicia, you've got some new things that are that were just launched recently that I know that we'll weave in and, and you can update us on. But again, to our audience, I just want to, to give them a taste of what goes on behind the name of the Pink Mogul and why you are known as the Pink Mogul. So again, welcome and thank you for spending this time with us. Thank you for having me, Jacqueline. You know, it was interesting as I was uh, sitting here listening to you read that I thought. It has been more than 20 years, and just that list, I'm so humbled um, just to be able to share share my knowledge and my experience um, with so many people over the years and just where uh, things are going now and how we're progressing and growing, uh, launching the Pinkpreneur Academy for Entrepreneurship, uh, having the Pink Tech Institute. Um, we're empowering women all over the world. And we're doing that by providing them the information and the resources that they need. And I'm just excited to be a catalyst, one of the many people, including yourself, uh, that make it happen every day. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I I also have to, you know, the, the reason why Technology Expresso even exists, and this is a testament, is that technology allows us to get the word out to even more people nationally and internationally. Um, and it's just so important, and, and it's just amazing how when people hear you speak, even here locally, the, the energy, and now people via the radio, blog talk, and other resources online get to connect with you. Um, and once you do connect with her, uh, you'll never be the same. And on top of that, please do go visit um, her website, FeliciaPhillips.com, to find more about uh, Felicia and how you can connect with her. Um, you know, don't hesitate. Reach out to her. And, again, she has professional coaching services, and, and this may be the, the time and opportunity for you. So, again, thank you to our listeners, and here we go. Why don't we jump into our topic You know, our topic is about networking, 
And, you know, I, I'm going to have you maybe just even start out about some of the sometimes fatal mistakes that, you know, new entrepreneurs or those who think that they want to go jump into uh, the pool of entrepreneurship um, often make just about networking. So I want to talk about two things. I want to, we'll talk about the mistakes, but then we're going to talk about what you can do to network effectively. Uh, one of the mistakes that people do is they think if, if they just go to a lot of events, right, that something is going to happen. But you have to be really strategic about the events that you go, go to because what you don't want to do is you don't want to be out here haphazardly uh, going to events, not getting a return of investment on your time because – Anytime you get in your car to go to an event, guess what? You're spending money. You're spending money on gas, uh, on clothes, whether it's dry cleaning, uh, ladies, hair, makeup, all that stuff. It takes time, right? And that's time you're taking away from your business. So you really want to make sure that when you pick or when you choose networking events, that you're really thinking about, one, who's going to be there? Why am I going? Uh, what is my end game? So what's your goal when you walk into the room? Is there a specific person there that you're going to meet that's going to help you forward your agenda? Because at the end of the day, we all have an agenda, right? And the agenda is to get our name, our business out there, to connect with people who are going to help us get where we want to be, uh, not just financially, but just getting the word out about our business, right, and making sure we're bringing in clients that we can uh, change into cash flow. At the end of the day, that's what it is. But if you're out here and you're just showing up at networking events, you're going to networking events maybe where people don't need your service, can't afford your service, and so you're going, say, three times a week, but you're not getting anything out of it. So that's one of the biggest mistakes that people make because they think if they're out and they're being seen, somehow that's going to bring business. You have to be a little bit more strategic than that. Exactly, exactly. You know, and, and along those lines, there's, there's almost there's two categories of networking. There's networking because as an entrepreneur, you need to be exposed to other networkers, kind of a support group and um, to help you, you know, keep you on track, to help keep you inspired, and to expose you to new things. So those, I say, you should be from uh, a self kind of preservation and education. You should be learning something. You should come out of there with some type of action item. You should be inspired, you know, inspired in some way to go do something. Then there's the other where you actually are targeting an audience that, like you said, would be your potential customers. And and so let's maybe your thoughts on on those how those two categories. And then secondly is you can going to the events is one thing, you know, showing up and being present and taking a seat. But we've learned and we've observed people come to these events and still could could pretty much stay home because they don't actually reach out and make, take advantage of it. So well, I'll, have, I'll have you uh, speak to that a little bit. Okay, so you touched on quite a few things. <laughs> you know <laughs> you me. Exactly so you touched on so much it could take me about 30 minutes. <laughs> um, but I'm going to back up because I want to um, really talk about this, you know, way the the proper ways to network. Uh, because I think so many people are missing that. So first of all, what you want to do, of course, you got to have your business started, right? You don't want to show up to a networking event. You've taken all this time and you get there and you don't have 
a way for people to get in contact with you. So whether you have a call card, uh, whether you have business cards, have something that clearly communicates how they can get in touch with you. Let your your business card should say what it is that you do. Have your telephone number, email address, and your social media information on there, right? The second thing is who are you, right? So you want to have that perfect pitch that says, my name is Felicia Phillips, I'm a master business coach, and guess what? I work with other coaches, authors, and speakers to help them monetize their message and increase their cash flow. So you know who I am, you know who I work with, and you know what my mission is. And a lot of times you don't connect with people because you're all over the place, right? So, yeah, I'm an author, or, yeah, I'm an author and a speaker. Well, I have this business over here where I do all of that, plus I do T-shirts. And so people don't really know how to connect with you, right? And it just seems like you're not organized. And in your mind, it sounds great because it sounds like you have a lot going on. But people just want to know how can I connect with you? How can we do business with each other? And if you give them three to five things right off the bat, guess what a confused mind is going to do? It's going to walk away and just not make a decision at all. So you don't ever want to be in a position where you're confusing people and you're losing them and you're just not getting anything out of it. So you also so that means you got to have a plan, right? You got to have a plan. It goes back to what I said. Know why you're going to the event. How is that event beneficial to you? Who in the room are you going to meet? So one of the things, if I'm going to take my time to go to an event, it's because there is somebody there that I can't connect with any other way, that I know they're going to be in the room, and my sole purpose of being there is to connect with them because I have a plan, I have a strategy, and I have a win-win when I meet them. So I already know in my mind what I'm going to say to them. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. The other thing you want to do is, and women tend to do this a lot, um, don't just go in the room and sit down. Don't go to, in the room and, you know, get something to drink, you know, how they have refreshments at a lot of networking events. So just get something and sit down. Introduce yourself. Infuse yourself into the conversation. Um, don't be afraid because everybody's there to meet people, right? So you – uh, forging yourself in, introducing yourself, that's one of the main things, believe it or not, people don't do. They get in the room, they get overwhelmed, and they don't do anything. They find a friend, they get with that friend, and, and they leave and say, oh, you know, this event wasn't beneficial to me. Well, it wasn't that the event wasn't beneficial to you. You didn't do what you needed to do to make the right contact. So we really have to be honest with ourselves when we go to events, when we participate uh, in communities, whether they be online or offline. You know, people always want to give. You want people to give to you, but what are you putting into it to get something out of it, right? You've got to put something into it. So that means you've got to participate. You've got to come with your game plan. Be clear in what you're saying. Have questions ready, right? So know what you, you just have to have a plan and show interest. You want people to show interest in you? Well, guess what? You've got to have a listening ear, too. You've got to show interest in them. Leave, when you end the conversation, leave on a high note. Always leave on a high note with some next steps. You know, ask for the clothes there. Hey, are you available for lunch Tuesday at noon? We can meet at XYZ. 
you know, don't just go in uh, with open questions, open-ended questions that, you know, people never follow up on. Make a plan. Make an offer right there. Ask for the meeting right there. Uh, Don't walk away and then have to send an email or have to wait weeks later to try to connect with somebody. We all have smartphones. You can pull up your calendar, and guess what? You can make that appointment. The other thing is keep your pen handy and make notes on the business card because sometimes you collect so many businesses, you kind of forget. And it's not that you want to, but we're busy people. We meet a lot of people. So make some little notes on the card so that you remember who you met and why you have interest in them. Excellent, excellent, excellent advice. So there, there's there's really, I mean, if people just kind of follow along, there's a bit of a, a formula. And, and one of the things you said, you know, coming with your business card, and you, you should at least, you know, have some type of goal that you've set for yourself. If you're going to an event, um, you know, have, whether it's 10, 20, 25, 30, 30 women or, uh, you know, others that you're going to reach out to during the event and speak to and, and give them your card. And like you said, Felicia, it's not just lead into this is who I am. It's more of even being inquisitive and wanting to know who they are, um, trying to look for a, a common connection between you. You know, I think that um, what also is a lost art when it comes to networking is the networking, people don't want to feel like they're just a checkbook to you, you know, and it, it can come across that way, <laughs> you know. Um, they want you to, have, to, to, like you said, make a connection, and then it just may not be that first time, but it's through your follow-up um, and then your sincerity, um, and then, then they've made a connection with you. Then they want to do business with you. Is that what you're finding Absolutely. as well? Absolutely. You know, I I talk about connecting without intention a lot, uh, especially when I'm coaching my clients. And the reason is you want to build a rapport. So remember I said you meet the person, you're clear about what it is that you do in your pitch. They're clear about it. There's some type of connection there. You want to, the next step is ask for the meeting, right? In the meeting, what you want to do is get to know that person. Get to know them as uh, their family, what they do, their likes and dislikes. Have a listening ear because what is going to happen is you're going to really learn how to create a win-win situation for both of you out of that conversation. Listening is probably the most important thing that you can ever do in business. So, yes, you want to connect without intention initially. Now, it goes back to this, too. Let me say this. We're in business. We all have an agenda. I think we're clear on that on the initial meeting. But you don't want that to cloud what else can come your way. You know, sometimes you don't know who you're talking to because you haven't had a chance to get to know them. And so you don't know what resources they can bring to the table um, that can further the relationship. And so you want to be open to whatever the universe is going to bring your way in that meeting. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, in the uh, one of our last events, uh, it, it was the kickoff of the Pink Institute, and one of the things that I remember that they were talking about, you know, as you you meet people, is you know leaving them with that that lasting impression. Number one, but 
the, the also the follow up was so important too. Um, yes. So I, I remember there were a lot of good uh, tidbits of, out of that. But one of the things also said uh, at the very beginning, the gentleman that was speaking mentioned um, how many people here are in sales. And only at first, only a few <laughs> hands went up. But if you're an entrepreneur, what's the right answer to that? <laughs> we are all in sales, right? Sales is what we do, and it's so funny that you say that. That was uh, A.C. Chan, and A.C., yeah, he does. He talks about, you know, the perfect pitch and, and being precise in your message. And as entrepreneurs, we are salespeople. You're selling, whether it's a service, whether it's a product, whatever you have, guess what? You're selling. If you're an attorney, you're selling because you're getting clients to come in, Right. So we're all selling is that that word is so frightening for people, and so they run away from it. And then they wonder why they don't succeed in their business is because at the end of the day, you're selling. You're a salesperson, and so the best thing to do is embrace that. Exactly, exactly. And and you're right. It's gotten a bad name, you know, when you say selling. And, and you know, mm-hmm. something that I've often heard when I've gone to uh, different events, and even, you know, this is part of the coaching when people are applying for jobs. They say, don't forget to ask. You you know you you know like you said let's be clear that you, we're, we're, we've got something to sell so you know but you have to ask you know or like you said whether it's asking for that next meetup or that next conversation or staying connected but you've got to ask and you know I, I feel for people because sometimes it's just not out of uh, them avoiding it they're true you know um, introverts I want to say they're mm-hmm. true introverts. So, and I don't know if you've encountered that in any of your your coaching, but I could see where someone who's introverted, this is way out of their comfort zone, and maybe that's when you do need to seek out a a coach to help you through that. Have have you had clients like that? Absolutely. Let me tell you something. Everybody hates to sell, but you got to do it, right? I'm here. I get so many clients that come in. And they can't. They have a great product, great service, but business is awful. Can't figure out why. And sometimes it's because nobody's ever taken the time to teach them one how to prospect. Prospect and networking go hand in hand. Two, how to ask for the sale. You have to be. And, and this is. I say this, uh, and it sounds funny, but it's the truth. You have to be entertaining, right? Because people do business with people they like. And sometimes your product or service may not even be that great, but I like you so much that I'm just willing to tolerate it because I want to do business with you. I like being around you. You make me feel good. You know, and and that sounds really silly, but I can't tell you how many successful people I know that don't have a great product, but the personality, the salesmanship is top notch. Mm. That, that, and that's that is, that's a real, it's, it's just it's just how it is. And so, yes, I do have clients that aren't the best at selling, but that's why they come in, that's why they work with me, because I show them how to do that. Now, there are some people who just can't do it, and so what I tell them is to partner with someone that can help them sell their product or service. Absolutely. You know, and that that's so probably a whole... Becomes key there. 
Exactly. You know, that that's a whole topic in itself is recognizing when to partner. If it if you know, mm-hmm. if you just can't get past that area and it's so um necessary to the success of the business, when do you need to collaborate? When do you need to partner? Now, like I said, that's a, a whole other topic because you have to be very careful about who you partner with and making sure that they have the same agenda and, and passion that you have. Um, but, you know, early on, a lot of people, again, they're, they're nervous about sharing their ideas. And, and I've ran across that, too, where people, they, 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 they think it's not ready yet. And it's just almost a self-confidence thing and a confidence in their product. So it's like they just have to push through. You know, as, many, as much as other people tell them, oh, you've got an awesome product, it's going to do great. They're still kind of using sometimes uh, inner excuses as to it's not ready. And and you probably mm-hmm. have uh, encountered that. Absolutely. Yeah, I think this is the thing. As entrepreneurs, um, we all have periods of fear and doubt, which is why you really have to keep yourself motivated. You have to understand that um, every two days, no two days, let me say that no two days are the same, right? Uh, every day is different. Um, you could be up one day, down the next. And so you have to have, like for me in the morning, um, I have my time where I am centering myself. I am clear about what it is that I need to be doing uh, do, during, during the day, what I need to get accomplished. But at the same time, I'm keeping myself inspired and motivated by listening to certain messages, certain people I like to follow that keep me motivated. I'm staying connected to other people, having that circle. We talk about mastermind groups. So, you know, that may be something that you need to get involved in. I host a mastermind. You know, where we get um, other business women together, we meet, we share ideas, we support each other. So you have to look at, you know, what's going to keep you away from feeling uh, fear, doubt, depression, uh, being unsure about your product and service. What's going to keep you centered so that you can be the best you and you can go out and create the business that you deserve? Mm-hmm. Very, very um important points um you know a- absolutely you know it it's it's frightening and like you said no two days are the same and i think that you know especially cuz you know this whole series is going from employee to entrepreneur and as much as all the reasons why people may be sitting there thinking i don't like my job i hate my job i can't wait till i'm an entrepreneur at the same time you're lulled in the sense of you a lot of times you go to the same place you you know what's expected of you. You do that. You get paid. End of story. Mm-hmm. And it's it's completely the, flip that. Just flip it upside <laughs> down completely. And everything depends on you. Some days being uncomfortable in order to go to the next level, which is getting income into your your business. So it, it's you have to wear every hat. Um, it gives you a whole new level of respect <laughs> for the different players within an organization. But, you know, and something else you said I think that is important, that I think that is good with groups that share and uh, through the mastermind and, and just different support groups is when everybody's honest about the fact that, Everybody gets nervous. Everybody's uncomfortable. You just might make it look 
like it's easy. I mean, when people even see you, Felicia, when you pull off these mega events, when you are standing up in front of a group of people, and, you know, I know that there's, you know, 50 different things going on behind you to coordinate the next step, what comes next, you know, what happens next. But at the same time, on stage, you're looking um, cool, calm, and collected, People just don't know, <laughs> you know, that all other things, but you make it look. And so they take that on and think that it's because you're an entrepreneur and working for yourself that it's every day is going to be just the things that you want to do and the things you enjoy. And that's not necessarily the case. No, I, I tell you a funny story. It made me you made me think about it uh, when you say you're on stage and you're looking cool, calm, and collected. I actually. Um, I used to do the um, state of the green economy luncheon, and I will never forget this. And it was, the room was packed; it was a lot of people. And what people didn't know that I was dealing with that there had been someone in the audience that had a heart attack, had a heart attack during the event. Mm-hmm. And so I'm on stage. I'm trying to keep everybody's eyes up front. Um, and in the back, my team was handling this woman who was suffering a heart attack. And you never, and this is the thing that I tell people, you have to be passionate about what you do because things are going to arise every day. It is a challenge, uh, but it's a challenge that I love. Um, you talk about dealing with, conflict resolution, of uh, dealing with uh, different people's personalities, being creative, uh, you know, because designing and creating your own brand and who you are and, and what you represent, you know, that takes uh, a lot. And But I would not trade it for anything else. Um, I'm not going to ever uh, mislead people and say, you know, this is easy, you know, I work my own hours, it's great. But i tell you what I will tell you this. Although I make a lot of sacrifices, I work around the clock, um, I do what most people can't. And that's what makes it most most worthwhile. Um, I can take trips when I want. I can spend time with my children when I want. Uh, I can have the things that most people only dream about. But I put the work in to be able to do that. As long as you're willing to put the work in, everything else can happen. But you have to be clear about that first. Mm, absolutely. And, you know, you got to, they say, pay the price to be the boss. So, I mean, right, absolutely. Right. There, there's, there's a lot of sacrifices on that front end to, to reap what's on the, the back end. And, and that's that balance that you, you've got to keep talking yourself through. There's a lot of days, you know, I think about, when I, I was going into the office and you had colleagues and coworkers and you could talk each other off the ledge, now I find myself, you know, when you're, <laughs> when you're an entrepreneur, you do a lot of talking to yourself. <laughs> now, hey. Not a lot of people admit that either, but <laughs> you've got to be your own coworker and be like, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this, you know. Um, and so I think that's something else that that's in com- that that a lot of uh, entrepreneurs uh, have in common. But um, you know, the the other thing that I wanted to explore and ask you about is about in which we we talked about in the title of this particular series is your target market. So you you know, there's two ways in today's you know 
world, business world, is there's going to events, the live events, and then there's also social media. So that's another way to to hone in on your um, on your target market. I think sometimes people miss the point, and I, I've heard this many times. They build a website and think people will just come, and um, then they're they're bitterly disappointed when that's not the case. And I almost say. Um, you know, as you're developing your product, you should already be developing your presence and honing that because that takes it takes trial and error. And I mean, I don't think anyone that I know of that that um, I've touched base with as entrepreneurs gets it perfect the first time, and you don't want to. It's a continuous improvement. That's the one thing that I think that small business has over big business. If something's not working. We can tweak it. It doesn't take a committee and, you know, the meeting of the board of directors. And so take advantage of that. But, um, you know, and maybe, you know, you especially, you've been in and watched the evolution of social media. And what are your thoughts as far as entrepreneurs and their their presence on the the Internet and balancing that with really having to get out and actual face-to-face networking? Okay, so let's break that down. So I love social media, right? Um, started my business at a time when there was no Internet, no social media, right? Um, and now fast-forwarding and we have everything. Let me say that again. We have everything at the click of a button, I mean right at your fingertips. Um, however, you have to be really clear Really clear. You know, we often use the word, you know, your niche. Uh, people say there is niche, riches and niches, right? And that all that is true. But you have to be clear. So you, you get your website or you start your business. Um, you have to be clear about who it is you want to work with, right? So everybody can't be your client. You would love for them to, but that's just not being realistic. So let's do this. Let's make a wish list. And I do this with my clients. Who do you who would be the perfect client for you, for your product, for your service? And I ask them to be as specific as they can. So this may include uh characteristics like age, gender, geographical area, uh, what they're interested in, who do they follow? What television shows do they watch? What books do they like to read? What magazines do they like to read? Are they homeowners? Are they college educated? I mean, the list goes on and on. Because what we're going to do is we're going to compile that information and we're going to create a profile for your particular client. And so from there, you want to focus on that client, right? So it's cool to say, um, I'm a business coach, right? That's kind of broad. I'm, you're a business coach to who? Oh, I'm a business coach to female entrepreneurs. That narrows it down a little bit, right? From there I can say I am a business coach for female entrepreneurs who specialize in coaching, who are authors, you see, who are speakers. Now I've, I've drilled that down even more. So you want to be really clear about who it is that you want to work with when developing your target market. Absolutely, 
Absolutely, a- excellent advice, and and that that's really everyone's you know homework. That that's your assignment right there. Is if you can't describe who your target market is. Now I've seen people on the flip side. I've seen them either be too broad or too narrow. And or and and, and tell me what your opinion is on this. Sometimes they're reaching for a group that at the moment they don't have access to, that maybe that's the group that they need to build up to. And I'm Mm -hmm. just wondering if you've ever had to rein uh, some of your clients in that they may come up with a profile, but it's so far fetched based on where they are at the moment. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. So I'll tell you something that just happened with a client. Um, So they wanted to do a certain thing that really wasn't in their wheelhouse, right? Um, And they couldn't figure out why they weren't being successful at it. And, you know, we all have delusions of grandeur where we see other people do things and we think, oh, man, I would would love to do that. That would be great. I can do that. And then you try to do it and it doesn't work. So what I tend to do with my clients is I say, what is it that people come to you for? What do they ask you about all the time? What are you known for? Because what happens is when you try to create a market that you have no past performance in, people don't know you for, um, that's hard. You've got to be known for something first. And so what I tend to do is find out what is it that you're good at, that you do better than anybody else, and that we can take and make into a a profitable business for you so that you can be known for that, and then we can begin to ease you into other areas. But you have to be known for something first. Exactly, exactly. And and that that's so important. And, um, you know, two of the things that I, I want to key on what you said is that starting a business and being an entrepreneur, as they say, is about trying to solve a problem, uh, address a need or a, a desire that a specific demographic has. So that that's one of the things that you, you know, on the, the one end you think is about, oh, I can do this thing, I can bake cakes. But for who is the audience that they will, you know, people can bake cakes in their own kitchen, but what about your cake? What about your service? What about your delivery mechanism? And that's where you can really hone in that if you're solving a problem, that's what people pay for. Um, you know, mm-hmm. if if you can do it in a unique way, in a timely way, you can do it on short order, you can specialize that's what that's what really makes people want to, to buy from you. And and then you have to have the mindset. I don't just want them to buy once, I want repeat. So this has to be an issue, a problem, a desire that um often comes up that and and for in today's world where everyone is so busy, you know, convenience is all about convenience. So if you want to bake cake, but you deliver your cakes, then call me. That's one of my services. <laughs> that's one of my uh, problem areas. You know, um, you know. So find out what that what that really is and narrow in on it. And then something else that you touched on too is that sometimes people go so far out of their area of expertise. And and I've mentioned I think I mentioned this example previously. Uh someone that was working in corporate America um kind of was just 
surveying the landscape, and their you know their thought process is um, there's a lot of money to be made in hairdressing. I want to open up a hair salon. That was not their specialty, their training, their background. I'm not, and, and interesting enough, I'm not even sure that that they went to a hairdresser on a regular basis. So I think they did theirs at home, but. You know, nonetheless, just because there's money to be made doesn't mean that that has your name on it and as you talk about it being in their wheelhouse. So, you know, it's not to dash anybody's dreams, hopes, or aspirations, um, but I like the way you said it, is that sometimes you got to stair-step into where you want to go. And sometimes the the initial experience on those first couple of steps will in itself help you self-correct, you know, so to speak. Before you spend a lot of money, you jump out there, and then you're you're frustrated with the whole concept of, of being an entrepreneur. There There's learning experiences that are to be had. And just want to see what, what your thoughts are. Okay. So... Past performance is important in business. People want to see where you have been successful. They want to see how you've helped other people, which I'm talking about testimonies or praise reports, as some people call them, right? So you've got to have a purpose and a promise, right? Every every company has a promise that they're going to uh, make life better, make things more convenient, uh, give you uh, a product or service you just can't live without that's going to enhance certain things. Everybody has a purpose and a promise. What is your promise? What is your purpose? How are you helping people? You've got to be clear about that because that is going to help people understand how to engage you. So if you're not clear about it, People are not going to do business with you because they don't know how, right? So you really mm-hmm. need to think about what it is that you're conveying to the customer. The next thing is you want to be consistent. Um, you don't want to be all over the place. You want to have one particular thing that you're concentrating on. And then, you know, you can have one thing and break it out into different things, right? But consistency Consistency is the key. Avoid talking about things that don't even relate to your brand, don't enhance your brand. Uh, Be careful about what you post, uh, what you say, because people are watching everything that you do. Like you said, we're on social media. So you want to be consistent because customers, um, we want to be led a lot of times. We want you to do the thinking for us. And so you want to make sure that those two things, your purpose and your promise are in line and that people can gravitate towards it. Absolutely, absolutely. Because, you know, something that that you mentioned too ties to integrity is so important, you know, um, and – and when you are an entrepreneur, whether you're the, you know, you're the really the face and the front line uh, of the business, is that they want to be able to to trust you. You know, one of the things that I think is important too early on uh, when getting your target audience and establishing yourself is getting endorsements. You you mentioned this, getting people to to speak to the service that you've provided and your integrity and that type of thing. Um, So in social media, it kind of does it for you automatically, too, because if they don't like you, 
people can be very vocal. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so sometimes you got to make sure you encourage people. You know that that first sale, those first customers and clients, is not just about the the money. It's about them um, helping to establish and to give that that word of mouth, that integrity. So I know even in my experience, it it hasn't been that I wanted to just charge the the top dollar with my first clients. And I'm I'm very truthful with them. It's like, I want more of your business. I want to keep you coming back. Mm -hmm. I think you'll be happy with what I provided you, and I think you'll be back. And then you'll really understand the value. Because I think that, especially when entrepreneurs are stepping in a new area, um, you know, that that's the, the proving phase. You have to go through that proving phase. So don't make it just about the dollars. Make it about establishing yourself and people that believe and see, you know, not just by you telling them, but they see for themselves what it is, the service that, that you're providing. Absolutely. I can't tell you how many free events I've done, <laughs> <laughs> especially in the very beginning. Uh, because you want people to experience experience you, you want them to experience your brand. Uh, but let me say this: people connect with you first. They're drawn into you first. You are the brand, so you got to be very aware of that. Um, how you engage, how you talk. Um, I did a lot of. Uh, I did some complimentary masterminds so people could experience my technique. Um, and I got those testimonials. I got people talking about what it was like to work with me and what their outcomes were. So, yes, you may have to give away some free stuff, and you, you may have to invest in others. I always say, you have, you've heard me say this, I will invest in you so that you can invest in yourself. But you have to be willing to invest in yourself. Absolutely. And that's what I did. Absolutely. And, and 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 you know that that that's um, not that uncommon. That that people just have to understand that there are different stages, and so it's not just leap out there and and you know people are throwing dollars at your feet. When you really listen, and that's one of the things I, I love reading stories and uh, magazine articles, reading books about other entrepreneurs, and you're going to find out no matter what you see on the outside. There was that they did the work behind the scenes. I, that that's really sums up the you know story after story that I've read, books that I've read, um, and but it's in, inspiration for me too. Um, and it doesn't mm-hmm. discourage me. You know that the, this is part of the process. But it should be, and something that you said earlier. As much as we talk about how much hard how hard it is, how many hours, uh, all the negative things that it may come across negative, but at the same time. If it's your passion, it's a labor of love. I mean, you and I literally, we'll, we'll, one minute we'll, we'll talk and, and text each other about being tired, but at the same time we're thinking, hey, this is, we love it. You know, I, I, you know, I think we would be bored <laughs> if, we, mm-hmm. if we, there was too big of a lull, you know. It's just, Absolutely. Um, it's just something that we, we love, and I, and I feel passionate about what, we're doing around Technology Expresso. I feel passionate about the the, the pink tech. And, and speaking about passionate, out of fairness, I want to give you an opportunity to talk about pink tech and, and, and the Pink Institute and, and, you know, where you are in your journey as far as developing uh, the next phase of the whole pink 
uh, mogul offering. Oh, my goodness. Are you trying to get me to start running around the room? (laughs) 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 I'm I'm, I'm so excited about 2016, about Pink Tech, uh, about the Pinkpreneur Academy for Entrepreneurship, uh, the Pinkpreneur Network. We're doing amazing, amazing, amazing things. Um, first of all, let me say this. On February 19th, we're having BizCamp 2016, which is going to be absolutely awesome. That is a Friday. Um, if you want to experience what we have to offer, I'm going to tell you, reserve your seat. I'm only going to take 50 people in BizCamp. Um, we're going to start at noon. We're going to go to 6 p.m. I have five coaches. Um, I have, uh, during our lunch period, we're going to be having a lunch with a real mogul. This lady has done uh, over $3 billion in sales, $3 billion in sales. Let me say that again, $3 billion in sales. Uh, Valerie Arbrook, uh, we're going to be doing a fireside chat with her. Um, then we're going to have a panel of ladies who have gone from employee to entrepreneur. So you're going to learn so much. We have our boss blogger, Samantha Gregory, uh, PR veteran, Nicole Henderson. I will be there teaching you uh, about event production, how to bring exposure and awareness to your brand, uh, amongst other things. And then uh, from there, March 8th, we have um, the luncheon, International Women's Day luncheon. That's March 8th, March 24th. We have our collaborative, uh, which is with the Pinkpreneur Network, and our classes actually kick off in the Entrepreneurship Academy March 1st. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that, and yeah, please that's reserve a lot. The date. Reserve the date for Pink Tech. Pink Tech is going to be September 30th here in Atlanta. Reserve the date. We'll be launching uh, the new site, all the information, uh, March 1st. And I just can't wait to share who's going to be there. Jacqueline and I are working really hard on that. And uh, I'm telling you, it'll be even better than it was last year. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, So, yeah, I want to make sure that everyone had an opportunity. And as I mentioned at the uh, beginning, you can also go to FeliciaPhillips.com to find out more information, follow Felicia, and even to reach out and connect with Felicia. Um, You know, there, there comes a time that, we we love giving you these tips and tidbits and and there's the homework that you have to to do as well and then there's also the the time and the opportunity when you need to have a one on one with a, a coach and and have a coach to help you um, usher you through this this process. If nothing else, it's not that we want to scare you or discourage you. Um, we, if anyone, I think we both feel like everyone has the potential. I mean, you and I, Felicia, I think we get to meet so many gifted women. It's amazing. You know, I, I was just mm-hmm. uh, talking about uh, Sandra Roach that uh, through you I, I was uh, introduced to her, and we we're going to have her on the show. She coaches uh, young people, encourages them in math. She has a background both math and engineering. I was blown away. I was, we were calling to connect and talk about one thing. Next thing I know, I was like, you've got to be on the show. So, I mean, there, there are women, we, we, there's so much potential, and I think if anything, we just want to help them um, approach it, you know, in a pragmatic way, 
um, to be strategic about it so that when they do make that leap, because that's a big leap, you know, from employee over here to entrepreneur, that they're as prepared as possible. They've been warned. You know, Felicia, I'm sure uh, along the way at some point you said, I wish someone had warned me. (laughs) Right. You know. Exactly. So so for us, we're just trying to give you a heads up and, and then from there point you in the right direction. We want to give you the resources. And I encourage you, if while listening to the show, if we haven't answered your question or if you have a specific question, send an email to technologyexpresso at gmail.com. It's technology, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-O. Our Expresso has an X in it, uh, expresso.com. Uh, and, and send us an email at technologyexpresso at gmail.com, and we'll make sure – with Felicia and I in our next episode. We're going to do this every two weeks. So join us back and also go back through the archives, share them with other entrepreneurs or groups that you belong to so that they are aware of it and can participate in some of the events that Felicia has spoken and shared with you. So I'm I'm looking at our time, and as we're kind of winding down, I just want to recap. This show was about finding your target audience, and we've talked a little bit about networking and the the proper ways and to to network. Make sure that you're being strategic about it, um, and you're coming away with something. Um, be intentional about when you go to these networking events, and balance that with your social media. Um, and, and stop stop hiding. Stop hiding behind social media alone. You do have to connect with people and, and meet with people. Um, and then also it's about understanding who is your target audience. And some of that takes some research, some honing, um, talking to people, and going to different types of networks. You know, I, I've seen some people that they're still going in the, the with their same circles. They're networking with the same people. They know everyone in the room. That's not necessarily mm-hmm. a good thing, in my opinion. <laughs> what do you think, right. Alicia? Yeah, well, you know what? We have our, I call them like our inner circle, right, the people that we um, collaborate and work with. But you always want to be meeting new people, um, new people in areas that is beneficial to your business and your brand. Okay, so let's be clear about that. Um but, yeah, you, you want to get out. You want to diversify. Um, don't always go to the same places all the time. Um, it is good to have a core network that, um, just like we provide with the Pinkpreneur Network, we don't meet every month. We meet every other month. We're always bringing new people into the fold uh, for you to connect with. Uh, we do uh, coaching services at the beginning. So, you know, it's a lot that you can gain and you can meet great people at the same time. That's what you want. In a in a network at a networking event. Absolutely. So I just want to encourage everyone to continue to grow uh, uh, our our own Derek Brown here in Atlanta. Author and entrepreneur always says, "Lean into your discomfort, um, and you you'll be surprised. You're stronger than you think." Um, and you, you know, that that's the main thing is you just sometimes have to lean into your discomfort, try new things, um, and stay tuned. Stay tuned for more of our shows, and as we continue through our topics, more to come. And, again, send us emails. Let us know if you've used some of the techniques, if you have some techniques of your own. We'd love to hear those, too. 
But with that, we are about to wrap up today's show. And, uh, again, always enjoy having you, Felicia, and uh, look forward to our next show and uh, look forward to seeing you at the, the next event. Absolutely. Thank you. And so with that, just want to tell our audience, uh, again, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter. You can follow Felicia. She's at The Pink Mogul. Um, and also you can follow Technology Expresso. We are the Tech Expresso 247 on Twitter, as well as we have Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. So with that, thank you, everyone. That ends today's show, another great show. And for those of you who are still in the workplace and going to be there for a while, you don't have to hate your job. I want to uh, play a word from our sponsors, the Professional Diversity Network, and maybe there's another opportunity out there in the meantime until you become ready for to go from employee to entrepreneur. So with that, that ends today's show, and thank you for listening. Hello, everyone. It's Jerron Grant from Technology Espresso. And I wanted to stop by and share with you all a great organization that I stumbled upon. The Professional Diversity Network wants better jobs for all Americans. When you join this network, you will increase your chances of getting hired, working the job that you love to do. Find a job that works for you at a company that's recruiting talented, diverse professionals. Visit www.prodivnet.com. The Professional Diversity Network also works with companies and organizations that specifically look to hire women, Hispanics, African Americans, LGBTs, military veterans, Asians, and professionals with disabilities. Create a profile today and start applying for jobs. Find your perfect opportunity and match. Also check out the new tool, Resonate, that will help score your resume. You can also view the professional diversity calendar for events and job career opportunities in your town. To find out more about jobs, careers, and networking events, go to www.prodivnet.com. And also follow the Professional Diversity Network on Facebook and Twitter. The upcoming events include January 18th at the Minneapolis Convention Center, February 9th at the NBC Suites at the Dallas Market Center, and February 23rd at the NBC Suite, Crystal City, Washington, D.C. Thanks for listening. Hello. You are listening to Technology Espresso, a podcast PR and communication service provider. We are proud of our partnerships with Diversity in Action magazine. And this month's issue is dedicated to education and includes articles on internships, scholarships, financing the future, BDPA high school computer competitions, as well as articles on women of color. And featuring an article on the Urban Arts and Technology Partnerships. You can view the latest issue online at diversityinaction.net. Like Technology Espresso, Diversity in Action wants to keep you informed and aware of tomorrow's trends today, not after the fact. So thanks for listening. And download the Technology Espresso app via Google Play Store or on iTunes. And send us your feedback.
BDPA is an international organization with a diverse membership of professionals and students at all levels in the fields of information technology, computer science, and related STEM fields. Members are actively engaged in serving the community through outreach and charting the future of the IT industry. The BDPA's model is advancing careers from the classroom to the boardroom. For the last 38 consecutive years, BDPA has held national conferences. This year's event will be held August 10th through the 13th at the West End Hotel in Atlanta, Georgia. Registration is now open. Visit bdpa.org to find out more about local chapters. BDPA has over 46 chapters across the United States and is always looking to launch new chapters. BDPA also has student information, technology education, and scholarship programs, and even a national high school computer competition program. Students have the opportunity to learn and explore potential careers in technology, as well as learning leadership skills to work well with the team. Students that participate in the computer competition can win college scholarships from major corporations looking for young talent. BDPA's National Conference also includes a career fair for job seekers. So mark those dates, August 10th through the 13th at the Westin Hotel in Atlanta, Georgia. Register early and pass it on. The technology industry will continue to have jobs and business opportunities. Technology skills and aptitude will be a must for all. Industries and tech-related skills will allow job seekers to demand higher salaries. If you are a minority serious about a career in IT and you are not a member of BDPA, you are not really serious about your future. So log on now to bdpa.org to get started. You have been listening to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. For a full list of our podcasts, social media handles, and upcoming shows, visit our web portal at www.technologyexpresso.com. Join our text club and get monthly alerts of upcoming events and initiatives. Text the phrase, Full Steam Ahead, to 41411. Financial support and donations of any denominations are welcome. Your contributions help us sustain and reach undeserved communities who benefit from the many programs, role models, and technologists that we showcase. Thanks to our sponsors, partners, and thank you, our listeners. And remember, we encourage you to listen, learn, leverage, launch.